Hey guys, welcome back everyone to the Twitch Tech Podcast. I am your host, White Shadow, and today guys, we're going to be going over my personal setup and what I use every day to stream with. I want to kind of go over like the evolution of my setup, uh, mainly my PC, because that's like one huge thing that has evolved over time. But um, yeah, let's go ahead and jump right into things. If you are new to the podcast, this podcast is all about helping people and educating people on their setups and the gear that they can use to enhance their production value. So let's go ahead and jump into my personal setup. And I'm kind of going to go ahead and start with the uh, PC that I use because that's like the most in-depth thing uh, besides the audio aspect of my personal stream setup. So my PC, I'm going to start out what I, with what I started with and kind of what I upgraded to over time. So when I first started uh, streaming, and when I first started building my PC, I, granted, I've been building PCs since I was like 14 years old, but my first PC, I didn't really understand for streaming um, what it needed. Uh, I knew an i5 was decent at gaming, and I was like, oh, hey, I can just build a gaming PC, and that will translate to a streaming PC. And I did a bunch of research online, and people were like, oh, yeah, the i5-4690K. Granted, I built this thing back in like... 2014 2015 somewhere around there uh, everybody was like oh the 4690k will be more than enough it's a very strong i5 it'll handle the encoding it'll handle playing games and stuff like that shouldn't have listened to them because they obviously didn't know what they were talking about either but i had an intel i5 4690k had it overclocked um to right around 4.6 4.7 gigahertz my gpu was a r9 390 from amd Pretty strong graphics card, honestly, at the time. Uh, it was better than the 970, a little bit less than a 980, so it was like that in-between type thing. So the R9 390 was decent. Um, we had six, I had eight gigabytes of RAM to begin with, and then I later upgraded to 16. I had a gigabyte gaming uh, five motherboard for that particular chipset. And then, of course, I had the Elgato HD60 Pro internal capture card, and my amplifier was a Creative Sound Blaster Z for enhanced audio and things of that sort. I also had a, um, oh God, what was the other thing? Started out with a EVGA 650 NEX power supply. Not the best, it was more of a tier three power supply, and if you don't know anything about power supplies, they go in different tiers. Tier one being the best, tier two being the next level tier three being like okay you're getting down there in the crappy section um so it was like a mid-level the nex series wasn't that great but it supplied enough power for my yeah it's kind of like golden bronze but it was like gold certified it was gold certified power supply but you have different tiers um of gold and how much power they can actually output so i had a tier three power supply it was decent and um, I tried playing games and streaming on that PC, and it didn't work out for me. Um, so, decided I was going to sell all of that and go for... I sold the processor, I sold the motherboard, and the RAM. Oh, and the R9 390. So I sold basically 90% of the PC. The only thing I had left was my HD60 Pro and my um, sound card. So then I was like, all right. Let me do some more research. I, I should probably stream down that setup for about six or seven months. And I was like, this is not working. 
how can I upgrade to this stuff? So I figured out like, okay, what do the more pro streamers use? So I kind of started looking at what like Summit 1G had, uh, what um, King Athalian and Professor Broman were using. And I figured out, oh, hey, they're using six core 12 threaded processors. That makes sense. Those are expensive. At the time, the only big six core 12 threaded processors on the market, eight core 12 threaded processors on the market was the Intel X99 platform. Which if you don't know anything about uh, Intel X99, at the time, those processors were going for five, six, seven hundred dollars. Some of them were a thousand plus. And then the motherboards that you had to buy were three to four hundred dollars a piece. Very expensive setup. And the RAM, DDR4 at the time, had just come out. So DDR4 was very expensive. So I waited until Black Friday. And um, so I bought the 5820K. I purchased a Gigabyte x99 ultra gaming motherboard very very solid motherboard although it had an issue and we'll go over that in a second and then i had 16 gigs of corsair vengeance ddr4 at clocked at 3000 megahertz and i also purchased a pretty beefy cooler cooling system for that so i got went with a cryo rig h5 um ultimate and i put two fans on it and it cooled that beast like it was going out of style it's a huge heat sink i actually have it right here everybody that's going to be on anchor will not be able to see it but this is the heat sink that i was cooling that bad boy with pretty beefy had 240 millimeter fans on it still have them and i will potentially use that for another build in the future but i sold the r9 390 and i got a 1070 so Pretty decent system. And um, what happened to that system, I would actually probably still be on that if it weren't for the X99 motherboard overvolting half of my system. It overvolted the processor to five volts. Yeah, it was like five volts or something like that. And granted, processors usually only use 1.5 volts, if that. Like, they never really go that high. So that's like pushing it to its limit if you were water cooling. So it overvolted my processor to 5 volts, fried the processor, fried the motherboard, fried my graphics card, and the only things it didn't touch was my Elgato and my sound card. RAM was fine somehow, by the grace of God. And um, so now we are running Ryzen 7 1700, which is 8 cores, 16 threads. I am running the same RAM. Now I have it being cooled by a Be Quiet Dark Rock 4, which is a giant air cooler. And I have an Asus Crosshair Hero 6 motherboard, which is fantastic for overclocking because I'm a PC enthusiast and I overclock literally everything. And now I have a GTX 1080 from EVGA, all being powered by an EVGA 750 what power supply is the g2 and then that is a tier one power supply very very good power supply and um wrapping all of that up in a beautiful be quiet dark base 700 and that was actually supplied by be quiet and i am doing a review currently on the true gaming channel of this current build so if you want to see that done check out the true gaming videos so that's my pc right now pretty beefy specs um it streams very very well renders very very well and i love my pc the only thing i would probably upgrade right now is the graphics card and i'm probably going to go back to my all-in-one water cooler on this thing to keep it nice and chilly 
So with all that being said, um, the PC, like I said, just streams incredibly well. I love this thing. I use it every single day and I haven't had one issue gaming, streaming, whatever on the Ryzen 7 1700. I do have that overclocked on air to 3.8 gigahertz. If I put it on water, I can get it to 4.1 and I have had it to 4.1 and it screams. Not a lot of heat either. So that's a nice thing. So going over to my audio, what do I use for my audio? So I am currently talking through a Rode Procaster, but what I started with was actually my Astro A40 headset uh, that had a broadcast, decent broadcast quality microphone on it. Then I upgraded to a Blue Yeti. I used the Blue Yeti for right around a year and a half-ish. And then my family actually purchased the Rode Procaster for my birthday because they were like, what is one thing in your entire setup, because we know you're a techie, that you want for your birthday? And I was like, I want a new microphone. So they said, okay, we're going to give you three or 400. I don't even, I think it was like $350 and you go out and purchase your microphone because they had no idea what to purchase. They have no idea about tech. So purchased the Rode Procaster and I got a M-Audio M-Track 2x2 interface. The interface that I am currently using to talk to you guys through is a Creative Sound Blaster K3, but I am sponsored by Creative and they sent that over to me. The M-Track 2x2 was the one I purchased for the setup and it is a fantastic interface only 99 bucks now and um it provides an awesome signal the only issue i had with it was it didn't provide enough dynamic range for the procaster so that's it's great that i was able to get the sound blaster k3 do recommend both of them though and something i will upgrade on my current audio setup is probably getting a preamp because dynamic microphones which is what the procaster is take a ton of power so Great audio setup here. I am using a boom arm that I found on Amazon. I think it was called Griffin Technologies or something like that. Came with a broadcast quality XLR cable already installed. Didn't have to use it and um, or didn't have to buy one, I should say, install one. And um, that's what I'm currently using for my audio setup. Talk to you guys. This is my microphone setup. Now, moving on to, let's go ahead and talk about my personal audio. So what I hear on my side of the stream. So I have a couple different things. Um, being sponsored by Creative, I kind of get some fun stuff from them. Um, but before I was ever sponsored by Creative, I was using a Creative Sound Blaster Z sound card. Great sound card. If you're running on a laptop or a console, you can't use that. So I would recommend getting a desktop amplifier. But what I am currently using now is the Sound Blaster XG6. A fantastic sound card. It's external, USB 3.0, has a 600 ohm headphone amp. So if you really value good audio quality, great option there. Retails for like right around 150. My other amplifier is a Creative Sound Blaster X7. Love that thing. I don't use it currently because the amp in the Sound Blaster XG6 is a lot better. Um, but the X7 does have a lot more power output. So that's that's a thing. Um, the headphones I currently use that I have in right now, I use a pair of earbuds called the One More Audio Quad Drivers. So these earbuds actually have four uh, surround sound drivers in them. They're beautifully crafted. They were tuned by a Grammy award-winning um, sound designer. I don't know the name. I think it was some last name Bignardi or something like that. 
fantastic earbuds. I prefer earbuds over over ear headphones because um, I ha I'm a dad. So when my daughter goes down for a nap or if I'm watching her or something like that and I'm streaming, I kind of keep an open ear so I can hear her if she wakes up or just what if just kind of keep my ears open to listen out for her or um, my wife. If she's home, sometimes I have to keep an open ear for her. When I'm not using my earbuds, I'm using either my Bear Dynamic uh, Custom One Pros or my Creative Sound Blaster H7s. I also have a pair of Bear Dynamic MMX 300s that I use for competitive gaming. Love those headphones. They're phenomenal. Definitely check them out. And I'll leave links to this and the YouTube channel like of my entire setup and the um, Anchor show notes. I'll leave all of this in the show notes. So that about does it for my audio setup. I do have a lot more headphones, but you hardly ever see me use them on stream. And if I do, it's just because I haven't used them in a while and I want to. Um, so let's move over to the peripherals that I use. The current peripheral setup that I am using currently is the Logitech G series. So I went out and picked up, I was using um, Corsair. And I absolutely couldn't stand it anymore because the Corsair Q software that I was using started to kind of crap out on me. And um, it was making my keyboard lag and all of that crazy stuff. And I was like, I'm not having this anymore. Like I was in the middle of a Destiny game one time and it wouldn't let me jump, wouldn't let me move. And coming to find out when I disabled the Q software, it worked. But when the Q software decided it wanted to start working again, it fumbled up my USB. It was actually causing blue screens. And I don't know if that was because it was messing with another piece of software or what. But I had didn't have any other gaming software from a peripheral company installed on my PC. So I don't know what the issue was. But as soon as I moved over to my Logitech peripherals, everything was fine. Uh, I did use a SteelSeries mouse for a while. I still use it from time to time because SteelSeries does make fantastic stuff. But um, yeah, the Q software just screwed everything up for me. So I was like, screw it. I'm going to do some research. Who has some of the best peripherals out there? And come to find out, um, I actually used this keyboard at True Gaming and fell in love with it. And I couldn't find it on sale anywhere. It was still like almost 200 bucks at the time. And I was like, I'm not shelling $200 out for another keyboard. The Logitech G810 actually went on sale for... I think it was like 70 bucks. Best Buy was running a sale and they had partnered with Logitech on it. So I got the G810 keyboard and the, excuse me, the uh, G502 Spectrum mouse for a package deal. I think it was like a hundred bucks. I got both of them together. Freaking amazing keyboard and the software is awesome. And I actually can use the software with my cameras. So Kind of, I'll come back to the keyboard and mouse for a second. So the cool thing about the Logitech suite is I can use it with my C920 and I actually have a Logitech Brio webcam as well. So I use two C920s and one Brio. The Brio is used for a lot of the YouTube videos now, but um, the cool thing is I can edit all of the settings and keep them right there and create different profiles with the Logitech, which I love. I have fallen in love with Logitech peripherals and they make high quality stuff. The G502, the mouse is potentially one of the best mice I have ever used for gaming, streaming, editing, whatever. It's it's a fantastic mouse. You can use it for so many different games and you can create different profiles for the mouse itself for the different games you play. So I have a profile for Fortnite, Destiny, Call of Duty, 
you name it, I have a profile for it. So that's one reason why I love this. And it is a fantastic mouse because you don't have to do a lot of different stuff with it. You create that profile, boom, you got it. Great for on the fly streaming stuff. That's one reason I love this mouse. Keyboard, reason why I love it and reason why I use it is because it's quiet. The Romer G switches are very quiet. Doesn't get picked up by a lot of different microphones. It actually doesn't get picked up by the Yeti which I still use my Yeti from time to time when I stream with my wife because it picks both of our voices up better. But um, it doesn't get, the keyboard doesn't get picked up by the microphone. So that's a good keyboard. If you're looking for a keyboard that's quiet, uh, definitely check out the Logitech Romer G keyboards because um, they are much quieter than the Cherry MX Reds or Browns. Check that out. Um, another reason why I like the keyboard is because it has onboard media controls and if I need to pause Spotify, take the volume down on my PC, I don't have to hit like an alt switch and do it. They're just right there. I can pause, next, button, all of that fun stuff. I love keyboards with integrated um, audio controls or media controls, I can say. I can even mute the sound that way too, which is nice. Um, but yeah, love this setup. I actually have a setup from Creative Sound Blaster that has similar controls. Um, don't know if I like the mouse better or not. It is a really good mouse. But I just love my Logitech stuff. So that's one reason I use these quite a bit. Now, the rest of my setup. So we talked about audio. We talked about the PC. We talked about the peripherals. Let's talk about the cameras a little bit more. So the reason why I use the C920 and the Brio is because these are two of the best webcams on the market. And I'm kind of in a smaller space here in my little setup because literally I can reach over and touch my PC here. And then um, like I have probably this much space to kind of move around in. Like I can swivel my chair around. That's about it. I can't even scoot it back because there's a couch behind me behind the green screen. So yeah. But the reason why I um, use the C920 and the Brio is because they're both very high quality webcams. They don't take up a ton of space and I can mount them on the top of my monitor. Plus the fact that their optics are made by Zeiss. So they have Zeiss optics, which if you don't know anything about optics, then you're not gonna understand what I'm saying here. But uh, Carl Zeiss is a professional camera manufacturer of high-end sensors and optics and lenses and all of that stuff. So it uses Zeiss imaging on both of these and they are just fantastic. You can actually use both of these for YouTube and filming stuff if you need to. I use the Brio more for the uh, my YouTube videos and stuff now. And um, it's just a good audio feed. They're easy to use. They're plug and play. And honestly, the C920 I'm currently using has lasted me three and a half years. I also have another one that I use for like different angles. I'm actually going to have one set up so you guys can see my PC setup. It's going to be angling this way. So you can actually look and see like mo majority of my setup and how I have everything arranged here. But, uh, C920, like most streamers use those webcams. Um, I would recommend if you really want better clarity and um, better low light, it's better for low light situations, go with the Brio. It's expensive, but the Brio is fantastic. Um, like I said, I use I don't really use that one on stream ever. I use it all for filming YouTube stuff because it does have a higher end sensor and can do 4K for YouTube. So that's my dedicated YouTube thing actually kind of replaced my DSLR. That's how good the Brio is. Um, but moving on from there. So let's talk about 
probably my favorite piece of gear, and this is like the smallest piece of gear in my entire setup, is my Stream Deck. If you don't know what the Stream Deck is, it's amazing. It's what I can use to change the scenes and stuff around. So I can do my end screen, my BRB screen, my face cam. I can zoom. I can do zoom stuff with it. And um, it's it's awesome. I love the Stream Deck. It can basically helps you control your entire stream software. So it integrates with OBS or uh, SLOBS, Streamlabs OBS. And um, you can control like all of your different scenes. You can do a bunch of different GIFs with it. Uh, you can have a soundboard. You can actually do Twitch commands with it. So if I touch one of the commands here, so say I wanted somebody to join my Discord, Discord is there. It's amazing. It is seriously the most, it's an amazing piece of gear for stream, set, stream setups. If you're a streamer and you're getting into streaming and you have a PC that you can connect this thing to, buy one. It's $150, but it is worth every penny. Literally makes streaming 10 times easier. And I don't know, I didn't think when I saw it, I was like, I don't know how much easier it's going to make life. Trust me, it makes your life 10 times easier. Yes, they also have a smaller, somebody in chat, uh, James, just said um, they do have a smaller version that has six buttons instead of 15. So the big stream deck has 15. The uh, smaller version has six buttons, I believe, but it still has the same um, functionality to it and it is the stream deck mini the stream deck mini i think retails for right around 99 dollars, so 50 dollars less but um stream deck is amazing buy one buy one buy one is a fantastic it's probably the best thing that elgato has created yet so yeah um elgato i love the company they make awesome stuff like i use their hd60 pro um like i said earlier use their capture card don't really use it much anymore because I don't stream a lot of console games, but it's their great piece of gear as well. So Stream Deck, amazing, buy one, love it. I don't have a cam link for reasons, but we're, that's another video for another time. <laughs> um, or another podcast for another time, I should say. So moving on from the Stream Deck, like I said, just, just buy one. They're freaking great, dude. I love them. The monitors that I use. So, the monitors that I currently use, and granted, I started with a TV and an old Samsung monitor that I had laying around. That Samsung monitor was from 2009. The TV was from 2012. So, I was using some pretty old tech for gaming and streaming. And let me tell you what, using a TV to play games on with current titles has terrible lag time. Even in game mode, it had like 14 milliseconds of lag time and for competitive gaming i was getting my stuff wrecked so yeah i was using some pretty outdated stuff running everything through hdmi and it was terrible and i hated life even though it served its purpose it was a big 32 inch it was just god awful never want to do that again so what i'm currently using is i actually upgraded the um a friend of mine actually had two older Asus monitors that he was like, I'm not using these. I just upgraded everything. I'm going to send them to you. So I was using dual Asus VW24, no, 246H monitors. They have a one millisecond response time. Uh, actually, really nice IPS panels. But um, Ben Q actually sent me two monitors for review for the True Gaming channel. So now I have a Ben Q Zowie. XL2430 here 
And now I have an XL2411 over here. So I have two BenQ monitors. The Zowie is used for gaming. The other BenQ is used for editing because of the color gamut and all of that fun stuff that it has. Both are 144 hertz, so I can use both for gaming if I need. But the reason why the 2411 is used for um, editing and things of that sort is because it has the NVIDIA 3D vision, which is cool. It um, helps increase the color, color gamut and all of that fun stuff. So both of those are great monitors. I'm current, I am I love the Zowie. The Zowie is fantastic. And the reason why I love it is because it is very easy. It comes with like this little control box down at the bottom. And I can literally switch from all of my inputs. It has like a small mouse scroll wheel on the front. And you actually press it. It opens up the menu. You scroll through. And it has a forward and back button. So you can... It's just... Oh, I love this monitor. Literally didn't think I would love a monitor this much. And it's probably my one of my other favorite pieces of gear because it's just good. Um, the visuals are great. It's got good color reproduction. It has, the refresh rate is fantastic. And it's a um, eSports monitor too. So I'm, I'm no, I'm no um, stranger when it comes to BenQ. I've used these monitors most of my life when it comes to uh, competitive gaming. And I'm happy to have another one in my setup. So BenQ, definitely check this one out. It's fantastic. I love this thing. That's what I use in my personal setup. Other little odds and ends that I use. So I've got a PlayStation 4, Xbox One. Those are my consoles. They're kind of just sitting there collecting dust because I don't really play console games right now. I will be playing Spider-Man and God of War on the PlayStation but um, that's going to be later. Don't really have a need for them right now. Uh, Xbox does get used a little bit more because I like playing Halo. Um, because I'm an ex-Halo MLG competitor. And um, yeah, that's the reason why those are there. Like I said, I don't really use them much other than playing like a Blu-ray here and there. But I have that. Um, I'm trying to look around and see what else I got. Oh, yeah. That thing. I do have a mixer I'm not really using. I did used to use it. Uh, I have a Behringer Zenix... No, not 302. 802. I have a Behringer Zenix 802. Don't really use it. It did use it before I used my interfaces and things of that sort. It was kind of given to me by one of my friends. I didn't buy it, but they're like 80 bucks on Amazon right now. Um, really good starter mixer i uh, wouldn't recommend it for long-term use because actually the reason why i stopped using that one was because one of my preamps blew out of it i'm not a big fan of behringer but it, it's a good starter unit definitely um definitely served its purpose for about a year but like i said it, it's a cheap mixer and um, those are prone to blowing out depending on the microphone you're using i i like dynamics so i use a lot of dynamic microphones the thing was not designed to be used with a dynamic microphone so be careful with that thing but yeah other than that that's pretty much my setup the chair i'm using is a techni sport this is it's the white chair i don't know the actual model number of it but the techni sport chair it's comfortable it's better than what i was sitting on and um i was sitting on a antique an antique chair that came with this desk so i'm using an antique wooden desk and an antique wooden chair and every time i sat on it it squeaked like a banshee was living in it. It was terrible. I hated that thing. And it gave me back issues for about six months. So 
you're streaming and excuse me, just burped. You're streaming, invest in a good chair. Promise you it'll save your back, it'll save your posture, and it will help with the neck pain and back pain. Definitely, like I think the chair is probably one of the most overlooked pieces of gear in your entire setup. You're so focused on getting like your PC and your audio and your monitors and your stream decks and your peripherals that you're like, I forgot a chair. So yeah, um, got I got myself a Technisport chair. They're not too expensive. Uh, they're about two hundred and thirty dollars, but for a chair, worth it because this thing has been a godsend for my spine. So get yourself a good chair. But yeah, that's about it for my setup. I do, like I said, I have a ton of more headphones that I use. Um, but I'm not going to name them all because I have about like sixteen different sets of headphones, which is probably too much because I'm a head I'm a headphone enthusiast but yeah that's about what I use in my setup I got a green screen off of Amazon you that's an easy one a lot of people I would recommend the Elgato green screen too but I don't have that one yet but yeah that's my setup in a nutshell um I think upgrades going forward is I, I kind of want to talk about the upgrades that I, I personally am going to go with my Audio is going to be the first thing. So the audio upgrades that I'm going to go with is a DBX286 signal processor. And what that is, is a, it's a line level, hardware level processor that has a compressor, a de-esser, a noise gate, and a preamp. So basically what that is going to do is clean up all of the audio and make it sound a little bit more warm and pleasing going back out to Twitch and um keep it from like clipping and keep the noise levels down and all of that fun stuff another thing i'm also going to get is a, a line level activator or a mic activator and that is a triton audio fet head and what that does is it plugs right into the back of my microphone and it drop it, it's actually a gain booster so it increases the gain and helps me drop the levels of the preamp on the dbx and my interface so that's all going to be running here soon i'm gonna i'm saving up for it currently and it's 100 worth it because it drops that noise floor it helps smoothen out the tones of your voice and really make you sound a lot more pleasing and um the reason why i want a compressor at the line level is so because audio processing on software through obs and sl obs is very can be very harsh this is going to make my voice sound very very pleasing especially for the podcast that's that's one big reason why I'm purchasing this. On Twitch, it doesn't really matter because everything gets compressed anyways. But for the podcast, I want it to sound golden. So that's one reason why I'm going to get all of that stuff. The next upgrade is going once Zen 2 comes out. So Zen Plus just came out. That's the 2700X. Don't get them confused. That's This is CPU processors and stuff. The next upgrade I'm going to be personally doing for my PC is Zen 2. So I'm going to get uh, the 1700 equivalent or better. And then my other thing is going to be my graphics card. So the 1080 starting to show its age in some games. Um, not at 1080p, but like I want to play and enjoy games off of stream as well uh, in 4K and things of that sort. I'm, gonna, I'm currently getting a 4K monitor 
And um, it's one of my grandfather's monitors that he doesn't want anymore. He purchased it and he was like, I don't like this thing. It's too much for me. So it's a 4K monitor, getting it from him. And I'm going to have that above one of the BenQ monitors. I want to upgrade the graphics card to handle 4K. So either a 2070 or a Vega 64 or the next Vega card, that's another upgrade. But that's about it. Maybe do a custom loop in the PC and um, show that off a little bit. But yeah, all of that stuff is just kind of frills and doesn't really bring any more functionality to my setup. My setup works because I set it up the way I wanted it to. I just kind of going over the fun stuff that I have in my personal setup and why I have it here. So the audio setup I have here is because I love good audio. I'm an amplifier geek. I love this stuff. I actually built my own amplifier. For those on Anchor, you're not going to see this, but I purchased a Bravo audio tube amplifier um, chip or whatever you should say it, call this thing. I don't even know how, what to call this. It's a board. And I soldered all of the pieces, the heat sinks, all of the stuff on here and uh, made it look really pretty. This actually puts out 600 ohms in a nice warm tone, but I can't use that through my PC. So that's why I use the audio processing and stuff through the sound cards that I have. The Creative Sound Blaster X7, I use that because I love it. I just love high-end audio, man. I don't recommend everybody go out and purchase a huge high-end amplifier. But it's I, I, if you love good audio and you value the audio on your side of the stream, I can't stress this enough. Get yourself an amplifier. It will make life so much better and the clarity that you're going to get out of your headphones, even if it's like Apple earpods, it's going to be night and day difference. So, yeah, and I hate onboard sound cards for um, granted. The one I have Asus isn't bad. The Asus onboard audio is decent, but um. I have the sound cards because they're 10 times better than onboard audio. But yeah, everything else in my setup is kind of what you'd see in other setups. I use it because it's functional. It's tried and true. I use the Procaster because it's tried and true and it's used in a lot of radio stations, which streamers and radio hosts, they're almost one and the same. We kind of do the same thing. So if you're really looking to upgrade your audio, look at what broadcasters use on radio. Like I said, use everything in here because it's good, it's tried and true, and it fits my needs. That's basically what you want as a Twitch streamer. Um, does any? I'm going to go ahead and open up questions for chat. And um, maybe, like, you guys have any questions about what you should upgrade to or what, like, what I personally use in my setup and why I use it. Or if you guys would want to use it, just kind of open up questions to you guys here. So, yeah. Keep in mind, all of these like third streams are just going to be talking about streamer setups. So like, I'm going to go over Ninja setup and why he uses stuff. I'm going to go over Lyric setup. I'm going to go over um, probably True Gaming setup. Thoughts on ring lights versus two to three point setup. Okay, so ring lights, those are really good because they diffuse um, a lot of light evenly, and um, it, it's it's not really so much a spotlight is it's more like even lighting. I, it's really hard to explain, but it's different than a light panel. So a light panel, you can buy one and it can be a very direct harsh light and you have to put a diffuser over it. Most ring lights come with a diffuser and diffuse the light evenly around your face and also around your body, depending on how big of a ring, ring light you get. So um, 
I like ring lights a little bit better because you can also put them back. You can mount your camera in the middle of them and it helps illuminate the sensor of your camera a lot better too. That's why a lot of um, photographers use ring lights now. But um, ring lights aren't for everyone depending on your setup. So kind of gauge how your setup is. If you need more light coming from this side, you're not going to go purchase another ring light. You're going to purchase a light panel. So ring light is good for direct light right in front of you. Uh, versus a two to three point setup, uh, ring lights are probably going to be more expensive because you can get uh, two to three light panel setups now for relatively cheap because the technology is out there uh, to cheapen them up. I prefer light panels. That's just me. But a ring light would perform a lot better personally. And I do know a lot of streamers that use them. And actually, one girl we're going to be going over. Um, pro I'm probably going to do hers next month. Uh, she uses a ring light. And she has an awesome setup. An awesome setup. Very functional and very minimalistic. So you decided on the Fethead. Yes, I decided on the Fethead because, one, price. And two, I did a... I, I researched the hell out of this thing on YouTube. I was looking at... The Fethead versus Cloudlifter, uh, the CL1, the one that you purchased actually. And the noise floor on both of them were great. But the Fethead provided a brighter tonality to it. And they said, the guy that was specifically talking into it, um, he had a voice much more like mine, which was like very deep, very baritone-ish. And the Fethead sounded amazing with our voice it really brought out like all of the tonality the cloud lifter kind of seemed a little bit more tinny or tiny to me it kind of pushed things down a little bit more um they both sounded great but i like the fed head and how it just kind of boosted that vocal presence so that's the reason why i'm going with the fed head like the vocal presence of the fed head was just awesome so yeah i'm going with the fed head um definitely and I may, I mean, I still want the DBX-286S because I want that vocal processing at the line level. Can't stress that enough because I hate audio processing through software. But um, yeah, Fethead plus the DBX is going to be incredible, especially with that preamp that the um, DBX has. The DBX has a very low noise floor, no noise at all. With the Fethead, it's going to be like virtually non-existent. I have a feeling you'll enjoy the DBX-286S for some odd reason. Oh, dude, I'm going to have so much fun with it. Another thing, I, I forgot about this completely. Roland just came out with the uh, VT4. It's the newer version of the VT3 uh, voice changer. The VT4 is amazing in every aspect. They made it so much simpler to change your voice, and I want one so, so bad because the demo I saw for it, it's literally, you can save profiles now. So you have... Four different buttons and you can save all of these different profiles to it it's gonna be incredible it's gonna be incredible so anybody else have any more tech questions that they uh about my setup or what they should upgrade to personally let's see what are the best steps someone can take to make their voice really pop and sound crisp without having to spend too much so um, to really get your voice to pop, 
it depends on your voice, honestly, like Greencore just said in chat. It depends on your voice, but it also depends on the interface and the microphone you go with or the mixer and the microphone you go with. You can tune it a little bit better with like a mixer and things of that sort. Um, compressor and noise gates really help. The compressor, basically what it does is it takes the noise ratio of the no, uh, top and bottom noise floors and kind of brings those together and keeps a very balanced tonality. It still keeps the dynamic range of your voice. So when you get excited, it's going to show that off, but it's not going to make your voice clip in any way, shape or form. So say if I had like a jump scare, and I got really, really, really excited and I screamed, it wouldn't make you want to rip your headphones off. So a compressor is good on that aspect. Noise gate always helps because it takes away background noise. Now, keep in mind when the gate opens, some noise can leak in, but it still kind of keeps that noise to a minimum level. Um, one thing to really make your voice pop is make sure you don't have a lot of line noise. Get something with a very powerful preamp. So something I recommend for an interface is M-Audio, PreSonus, Mackie just came out with two phenomenal um, interfaces. They have the Onyx preamps. Do your research on microphones as well. So you also got to look at your space. And if you want to know more about this, listen to the previous episode. We talked a lot about microphones and getting the best setup for that. But um, long story short, get a good and you're going to have to invest in audio. There's no way around it. It's expensive. Either invest in a good USB mic or invest in a decent interface mixer and then get yourself a good microphone and just play around with the settings. You know what's best for your voice. That's what it comes down to. Monitors. Uh, and the knight says monitors. He wants to know best brands for getting the most bang for your buck. So you're looking for one about $300 or less. I recommend, of course, the monitor that I use. I use the BenQ XL2430 as a 144 hertz monitor. Fantastic. The other one is a XL2411. Fantastic. The XL2411 goes for $249. I think the 2430 is at $300 right now. Another good monitor brand is AOC. Love them. Also check out Pixio. Pixio has been making waves in the monitor market right now. In my opinion, all of the brands that I just named are better than some of the top tier monitors except Asus. Asus also makes fantastic stuff. You want the most bang for your buck wait and find a good 27 inch monitor from asus on black friday but um benq aoc asus and pixio maybe samsung samsung as well uh samsung has a lot of issues with light bleed from the uh, backlights and stuff on their monitors but their uh qleds are fantastic i don't know if you can get those under 300 now though when they first came out there was one model under 300 Saw a couple of Pixio when I was searching. Actually, Pixio and BenQ are the two that have just partnered up with um, esports teams. So Pixio actually partnered with GuardianCon for the convention in Tampa. BenQ has always had a very close relationship with MLG, but now Pixio has um, UMG and, oh God, what was the other one? ESL. So yeah. Definitely check those guys out. I mean, if the eSports teams are using them, they're good monitors. And they have very fast refresh rates and very fast uh, response times. And I would say that BenQ probably has the best input lag of any monitor I've used. So the input lag is what um, 
the input latency between your connector and the monitor itself and the source it's coming from. And BenQ has the lowest, besides an ASUS monitor that I've seen, but the one I'm using has probably one of the lowest I've seen personally in person. So yeah, definitely, definitely check those out. If you want the model numbers and stuff like that, I can hit you up in Discord for that stuff.
But yeah, guys, I think I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. Um, all third episodes are going to be breaking down the setups and why we use the stuff in them. If you guys want to check us out on either YouTube or Anchor, you can definitely do so. Anchor.fm slash TwitchTech or my personal YouTube channel. It's under Shadow 1 This has been episode three, and every third episode of Twitch Tech is going to be breaking down a streamer's setup and why they use the stuff. You guys want to tune in next time. It's going to be next month. We are going to be doing another partnered streamer and breaking down her setup and um, checking out why she uses like things like ring lights and things like that. But guys, that about wraps it up for this one. Um, Thank you guys for tuning in, and I will see everybody next time. Next episode, we are going to be talking about processing and why your processor matters for streaming to Twitch. So it's going to be a fun one. Be sure to tune in next Thursday, and uh, I will see you guys next time.